What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered, episode number 226. We're here on Tuesday, October 13th. We are 20 days, just three weeks from the presidential election and the Let's election. Let's just have it now. I think because I we all know Trump's gonna win. Let me tell you, I, I, that's what I said to. I said that to one of my friends the other day. I'm like, yeah. I just wish we could have this thing f-ing right done. now. Just get it done just with, done. because we all know how everyone's yeah. gonna vote. And I have no another. One's... I have another amendment. Judicial appointments, especially Supreme Court appointments, from here on out, executive decree. Done. Oh, yeah. No more hearings. Right. No more votes. I'm pretty sure you'd quickly recant on that if we lose the election. Well, well hold on. <laughs> but that decree expires upon change in parties in the White oh, House. Good, good. <laughs> in okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> Kim Jong-un over here. Uh, let's talk about the Supreme Court hearings that are underway right now. It's going now. well, man. It's going uh, real well. Very well. But, yeah. you know, I've, I'm sitting here and I'm wondering to myself, is this a uh, Do we have another- Supreme Court hearing or is this an Obamacare hearing? Yeah, I know. I know. That's all they all want to f- talk about. Yeah, yeah. That's all they want to talk yeah. about is this that, Obamacare. Voter suppression. They want to talk. There's a little bit about masks and COVID. We got a little bit about President Trump. We got mm-hmm. about how unprecedented this whole process is when it really isn't unprecedented. I mean, uh, we're filling a vacancy. Yeah. There's nothing unprecedented about it. Um, not only is it unprecedented or not unprecedented, it's very precedented. Yeah. And any time that this has happened, I think yeah. it's what a seventy-eight percent fill rate. Yeah. You know, I, I just found it so incredulous that these Democrat senators sit there and pontificate about health care yeah. when Obamacare was shoved through by solely Democrats without one Republican vote. Yeah. Let's not forget. Yeah. And Congress gave themselves an exemption. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Wonder why they would do that. Yeah. Not to mention that the health care plan that all of Congress's members and their staffs are on is a what is commonly referred to as a Cadillac plan. Yeah. It is a I mean, it extremely is, it, low premium. It's a very nice plan. Very no nice. No deductible. Yep. It's with Kaiser Permanente. Yep. And they get all the best health care they want, right? But the American people, yeah, no, no, no. We get the <laughs> one where you have to get hit by a Komatsu tractor just to get the benefits of Obamacare because the deductibles are so high. Yeah. The premiums are out of control. The out-of-pocket maximums yeah. are through the roof. It's crazy. It I, is I, crazy. Backward reels the mind to when CNN, CNN reported in 2016 that Obamacare is not affordable for America's middle class. So well, let's not forget that the lie of the year. Yes, you, if you can keep your plan, if you like your plan, you can keep it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But let's talk about some of the best moments so far of the hearing. Uh, mm-hmm. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon during the afternoon break that they are taking at about yeah. four p.m. So you know this is only up to that point. Amy Coney Barrett had a lot to say about her judicial philosophy. Uh, let's let's take a listen to this first one. Judges can't just wake up one day and say, I have an agenda, I like guns, I hate guns, I like abortion, I hate abortion, and walk in like a, a royal queen and impose you know, their will on the world. You have to wait for cases and controversies, which is the language of the Constitution, to wind their way through the process. And I think this really underlines her judicial philosophy of being a textualist, you know, an originalist. Yeah. You know, judges can't just wake up one day and say, I have an agenda, yep. you know, walk in like a royal queen and impose their will on the yep. world. Yep. So I really like the fact that uh, she talked about that. Uh, one interesting personal note that she brought up uh, says that her family does indeed own a gun. Roll that clip. Okay. So uh, when it comes to <clears throat> your personal views about this topic, do you own a gun? Uh, we do own a gun. Okay. Could be some foreboding uh, goodness for the Second Amendment I heard it. I heard it's a Mac-10. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, can you imagine her walking out on her porch like oh the McCluskeys with an AR-15? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Then she was asked to show her notes. Yeah. And uh, she didn't have any notes. Well, Because uh, yeah. she's so smart. She doesn't need it. Doesn't need the notes. Yeah. So, I mean, what she should have said was Libs owned on there. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Roll that clip because it is a funny moment. You know, most of us have multiple notebooks and notes and books and things like that in front of us. Can you hold up what you've been referring to and answering our questions? Is there anything on it? Uh, that letterhead that says United States Senate. 
That's, imp that's impressive. Then she went on, uh, or actually Senator Mike Lee went on further talking uh, about how the Democrats are now saying, and, and we're going to talk about this more in a second, but the Democrats are saying that this, this action and the action of filling vacancies across the judiciary for the past four years under President Trump is what is court packing. Yeah. Roll that clip. Some have suggested, well, court packing takes various forms and it can mean confirming a lot of people uh, uh, all at once. Some have defined it so as to suggest that it consists of doing that which the Trump administration and the Republican Senate have been doing over the last three and a half years, which is filling vacancies as they have arisen and doing so with textualist originalist judges. This may not be something that some like, but this is not court packing. Court packing is itself manipulative. It's something that has great danger to do immense political and constitutional harm to our system of government. And okay, so let's take on that point here. Yeah. Because I couldn't, okay, I'm sitting here and I start seeing these, you know, talking points coming across Twitter. It's always interesting how it all starts at the same time. Right? Oh, it's almost, I know. It's almost like they have a big Democrat yeah. listserv that yeah. they send these memos out yeah. to. They're talking about how what the Trump administration is doing in filling judicial vacancies is court packing. Oh, really? Yeah. They want to change yeah. the definition yeah. of what this is. I mean, how Orwellian does it get? I know. I mean, just because you're losing – well, that's what it is. When they lose, they have to change everything. Yep. They have to change the rules. They keep losing elections. They lost the 16 election. They lost the 2018 midterms regarding the Senate races. Mm -hmm. um, th these matter. This is what happens. And just because you guys the bed and winning elections and we were in the position to fill it doesn't mean to fill vacancies doesn't mean that it's it's court packing yep. um i also liked how lee it was i mean it was a little bit lengthy but uh how basically he was like yeah even uh fdr who had super majorities in the house and senate when he was president tried court packing and it was stopped by his own party because yep. it's still it's unpopular it's still unpopular so yep. you know if if the democrats want to engage in the destruction of a key constitutional institution be my guest. Yeah, and uh, Amy Klobuchar went on to repeat the lie about Abraham Lincoln. Remember, Kamala said the same they lie need the to other stop night. This. They need the, it, it, it's yeah. Go ahead. Let's take a listen to the clip, and then we'll debunk their yeah. bullshit. Yeah. This hearing is not normal. Uh, it is a sham. It is a rush to put in a justice. The last time that we had a vacancy so close to an election was when Abraham Lincoln was president. And he made the wise decision to wait until after the election, the last time we lost a justice so close to an election. So the history is shaky. Shocker, because <laughs> liberals don't know history. Not just shaky. I mean, <laughs> you know, they're just rewriting the whole thing. I know. Yeah. That you know, that'd be like saying, "Oh, oh, Abraham Lincoln had a great night at the play." Yeah, right. Really. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, not going on any further. Uh, the there reason, was only a flush wound. The reason that he didn't appoint a justice at that time, at that specific time that they're talking about, was because the Senate was not in session in October 1864 and wouldn't be in session until December. Mm -hmm. The day after the session began in December, Lincoln nominated Salmon P. Chase, and he was confirmed. On the same day. Look at that. It on was the actually day. the fastest yeah. uh, confirmation in history. Yeah. So don't listen to their bullshit there. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, all the, if the Dems are talking, you know, there's bullshit yeah, walking. Yeah, I know, yeah. But you got uh, uh, Senator Ben Sass, who has been doing a decent job uh, during these hearings. He does his job. He's he's a seat filler. You know what I'm trying to yeah, say? Like, yeah, don't expect yeah. them to, to fix bayonets. He's don't, generic. Don't expect them to, like, come out for the jugular. He's just – he's a he's a safe Republican from a safe state, and he's a seat filler. He allows us to keep gavels uh, in the hands of people mm -hmm. who will do fighting, like Lindsey Graham and um, Lindsey 2.0. Lindsey 2.0 has been uh, in, in, yeah. not in not in Kavanaugh force because yeah. it hasn't been called for. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Ron Johnson's been okay at Homeland Security. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, this has been just a cakewalk. It really has been. 
Like, I'm sitting here kind of bored. I mean, we yeah. went through Kavanaugh. Yeah. You but know what that was. remember, though, the first, it started out smooth. That's true. You That's know, you true. never know. There could be a grassy knoll situation. We could have a second shooter uh, tomorrow. Yeah, we were. We could come we out were, and pop up with something. I don't know. Yeah, we, do, we actually were just talking about that before yeah. we started recording that. Yeah. Remember, the Kavanaugh, uh, uh, what, let's say, false allegations. Yeah. No, the lies. Way. It's called lies. Yeah, It yeah, was yeah. lies by a left-wing doofus and her f***ing lawyer, and they yeah. lied because they're worried about abortion. She f***ing said it months later after it's he true. was confirmed. It's true. They were lying. She lied. It never happened. Okay. Uh, yeah, never I didn't happened. want to get down the road, but okay, you're I'll 100% say right. I'll f***ing say No, I think you're 100% yeah. right. I think you're 100% right. And, and then we went down the path of, you know, there were gang rape rings and, you know, this, that, and the other. And yeah. then when pressed upon it, Julie Swetnick, who's, who mentioned it, first of all, she was in college at the time. What college person is hanging out with high schoolers? Very yeah. weird. Yeah. She recanted the whole thing. And I believe a criminal referral for perjury was was uh, submitted by Grassley. Yeah. I don't know what whatever happened. Never well, followed up upon. Well, Avenatti went to jail anyway. So you know, never matter. followed up upon by the great FBI director Christopher Ray. Oh, so great. did yeah. that get lost? Like when he uh, tried to bury all the um, exculpatory evidence on Mike Flynn? Yeah, I, 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 the whole thing is just corrupt. Allegedly, but I'll, but yeah, I'll, the, I'll do that for Mr. Producer. Allegedly, the reason this was brought up is because that allegation was not brought up until the night before they were supposed to vote him out of committee. Yeah. So did you see the meme with her now? Oh yeah, she was the one. Oh yeah. wait, no, I remember it was Amy Coney Barrett at the party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did see that meme. Um, but speaking of Senator, I don't remember. Ben, <laughs> speaking of Senator Ben says <laughs> something that he said prompted Barrett to make, say one of her best lines that I thought uh, we really should play here. Roll that clip. Judge, um, you have said that the meaning of law doesn't change with time, um, and you've said that's very important. Can you unpack for us why it's so important that the meaning of a law doesn't change with time? Sure, because the law stays the same until it is lawfully changed. And if we're talking about a law that has been um, enacted by the people's representatives, you know, or gone through the process of constitutional amendment or constitutional ratification, it must go through the lawfully prescribed process before it's changed. So Article 5 in the context of the Constitution or bicameralism and presentment in the context of statutes. And it's not up to judges to short-circuit that process by updating the law. That's, that's your job. It's a great quote. The law stays the same until it is lawfully changed. It's not up to judges to short-circuit that process by updating the law. That's your job, referring to Congress. Yeah. Love that. Yes. Love that, love that, love that. And Senator Ted Cruz, of course, has been doing a great job. Um, he basically excoriated the Democrats for being a bunch of, like, whiners, just like little babies. Um, let, let's go ahead and play that clip. You know, one of the things that is clear from this discussion this morning is Democrats and Republicans have fundamentally different visions of the court, of what the Supreme Court is supposed to do, what its function is. Democratic senators view the court as a super legislature, as a policymaking body, as a body that will decree outcomes to the American people. Now, that vision of the court is something found nowhere in the Constitution. Uh, and it's a curious way to want to run a country. Who in their right mind would want the United States of America ruled by five unelected lawyers wearing black robes? It's hard to think of a less democratic notion than unelected philosopher kings with, with life tenure decreeing rules for 330 million Americans. He, I mean, Ugh. he's a, he's 100% right. Yeah. You know, the Dems' interpretation of the role of the judiciary branch of government is just so it's, far off the deep it's end. It's activist in nature. I love how they keep trying to throw that back at us, that we're the ones mm -hmm. engaging in judicial activism. No, mm -hmm. we're not. Yeah. But, you know, it's a dead ends and why over there, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of concerning for the downside of if we lose i think they would undeniably pack the court yeah they would probably yeah. add three yeah uh which would give them a what would it be 
seven five yeah. majority. Yeah. Because, you know, Roberts is a liberal. Yeah. I, I do love how that came up a little yeah. bit today because yeah. Coons was trying to get her to admit yeah. that she thinks that Roberts, Roberts is a liberal. Is a, yeah. He's a liberal evolutionist, as, yeah. uh, as Scalia would say, an evolutionist yep. on the Constitution. Uh, you have the, uh, the, they're attacking her a ton on Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. Uh, they're attacking her a ton on Second Amendment yeah. because they realize that she could be a vital vote in finally getting the Supreme Court to take up some of these gun cases that us yeah. Second Amendment supporters have wanted for so long. Yeah. Like, for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, we haven't had anything basically since Heller. No. So... Uh, no, um, the last big one was McDonald v. Chicago. That expanded the Heller ru- ruling to the states. Yeah. Heller only applied but, to federal enclaves at the time, because remember, D.C. was an enclave. Yeah, so yeah, then, yeah. And then two years later, we had McDonald v. Chicago. But we still haven't had anything groundbreaking like... Uh, so-called assault weapon bans, yeah. well, I'm, the magazine ju- limits, I'm waiting constitutional to, carry, yeah. shall issue, may yeah. issue, the justifiable you know, need clause in, in in may issue, um, uh, you know, carry states. Right. That needs to happen because the, the standards are different. There's those are the big yeah, things yeah, I'm looking are, for. Yeah, you know, and you that sh- that would be even bigger yeah, than Heller, you, honestly. Yeah, if you have the right to a firearm to protect your home. You know, you, you shouldn't need to document death threats against you <laughs> yeah. to, to have a, a carry permit. Um, you know, and again, that that's another question. Do we have the right, and this leads to your constitutional carry question, do we have the right to, you know, carry handguns outside the home for self-defense? That is a question that has yet to be answered. So Yeah, of course we do. Um, of course. I know do. some people, I mean, some people might disagree. I mean, I, I just, I mean, of course, I, I, th- I think you should, but yeah. we, we need to have the nine brightest legal minds put it in stone. And I think with her there, it'll, it'll make it happen. Yep. So that's the segment on the Supreme Court for now. Um, things are moving along uh, uneventfully. Uh, should that change, of course, we will bring you the latest on that. Uh, but as it stands of now, we will have the completion of today, we, which may be close to wrapping up by the time this episode is released. We will have tomorrow, which is round two of Q&A. I believe the senators get a shorter amount of time, so it shouldn't go into the evening. I believe it should go just into the afternoon. Thursday, they will have final markup, and I believe the end of this week's hearings, which will result in a holdover. It's the one thing that the Democrats can do procedurally to slow us down is they can hold over the final committee vote for one week. Mm. They'll do so, which means that next Thursday will be the committee vote to vote her out of committee and send the nomination to the floor. Uh, Once it gets to the floor, they'll then have to have the cloture vote and they'll have 30 hours of debate and then the final vote will occur. This is setting us up for a, the potential for a final confirmation vote as early as next weekend, uh, but I would probably uh, peg it to be more close to uh, maybe Monday the 26th, something something like that. So, But it does seem that this will be done before the election. Yes. So, And I think that's the most important thing because yeah. unlike the Dems' illegal insurance policy, this is our insurance policy. Yeah. Yeah. Should we lose? I mean, yeah. you know? Yeah. So uh, let's talk about Biden because he had a pretty, pretty, pretty bad day yesterday. Yeah, he had his uh, senior moments. Uh, they <laughs> well, came back. The... They came back. Well, um, you know, here, here's the thing. Okay? No, he's so, a, he is 180 years old because that's the last time – that's when he was elected to the Senate was 180 years ago. Well, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> uh, I was reading earlier. Somebody was like when Leahy was elected to the Senate, Amy Coney Barrett was three years old. That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. Term limits. Yeah, term I, limits, people. I, but here's the thing, and we've talked about this. Yeah. If Biden was up by what they want you to believe is nationally Let's between 10 and 17 s- points. Yeah, 7 to 12 at least. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't be doing anything right now. Yeah. But instead, he's all over the place because because he's not. I think because he's, he's not up. He's not up. Yeah, and the more he goes out there into the public, the more and more gaffes he has. Yesterday alone had five. This can double as the Biden gaff of the day segment because yeah, there's quite yeah, a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, at first the day started off with him talking about a certain GOP senator. Yeah, let's take a listen how he described that. You may remember. I got in trouble when we were running against the senator who was a Mormon, uh, the, the governor, okay? And I took him on. 
It's like a you know oh, the thing. It's a you man. know the Mormon. Yeah. The Mormon. Yeah. Uh, it was only eight years ago, Joe. You can't remember his name? Well, it's not like it's even, you know, a past thing. Yeah. Mitt Romney's one of the most well-known yeah, politicians in the United States right now, right? Yeah. In current times. So, Biggest pin or ass, too. So, not only that, but could you imagine yeah. if President Trump had used someone's religion to reference like that? Yeah. To single out? You know, if if talking about Ilhan Omar, he goes, the Muslim. you know, the Muslim, the Muslim from Minnesota. Yeah. That, yeah. that black from Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> but that's basically what he did. That's basically what he did. So that's one, right? Yeah. Then he made the same mistake that he made just a few months ago. Yep. Which, not clinically diagnosing here, but I can tell you is a telltale sign for dementia, the onset of dementia, is thinking you're in a different time frame. Mm. And it happened to my grandma. I've seen yeah. it firsthand. Yeah. He thought yesterday that he is a proud Democrat running for Senate. Oh, my. Let's listen to that. You know, we have to come together. That's why I'm running. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. Yeah, that's not the first time in February he said the exact same thing. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it, it's it. There's a pattern here, and that that that's why I think when we have the uh, next debate on uh, the twenty second, Trump should be aggressive, but allow Joe to talk a little bit more. Mm-hmm. He hangs himself. Just keep just just let him talk. Yeah. Yep. You mean you mean president, right, Joe? Because this is for the president. This is the presidential debate. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. I mean, he, Trump can kill anybody in two minutes. <laughs> Then, oh yeah, love. definitely, definitely. So just let him talk. And and then on top of that, yeah, he seemed to have forgotten where he was. Uh, Roll that clip. Four million people have already voted, and what are they doing? Instead of meeting to deal with the needs of the people of Arizona and the rest of the country, what are they doing? They don't have time to do that. He was, I believe, in Ohio at the time. Yeah. So why that, is he in Ohio? I thought he was. I thought things were locked up in Ohio. I don't well one I don't even know why he's in Ohio honestly. I don't know if they were playing it straight right now he would be up in Minnesota, Michigan and Wisconsin. Yeah. Ohio's Trump. Yeah. Like I I'm not I'm not concerned about Ohio. Like yeah, it's it's fine you should be visiting there and I think Trump's going to go there sometime this week I believe. Um or maybe next week. The, the village people? <laughs> but but you know, if Biden really wanted to be camp using the most of his one campaign stop every two days, he would be going to Pennsylvania or going to Wisconsin or Michigan or Minnesota. Then, then, he said, and I couldn't believe he said this, had to go back and watch it again. Mm. He said that the voters don't deserve to know his position on court packing. Yeah, he did roll, say that. Roll that clip, Mr. Producer. Sir, I've got to ask you about packing the courts. And I know that sure. you said yesterday you aren't going to answer the question until after the election. Huh. But this is the number one thing that I've been asked about from viewers uh, in the past couple of days. Well, you've been asked by the viewers who are probably Republicans who don't want me continuing to talk about what they're doing to the court right now. Well, sir, don't the voters deserve to know? No, they don't. Saying? I'm not going to play his game. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and it really embodies yeah. what they think. Yeah. Of the average American. Yeah. That, that like, they, I mean, people can see right through that. That you don't deserve to know. Yeah. You're deplorable, and you'll do what we, the liberal elitists, say. And then I will tell you my position after the election. Okay. Yeah. He actually, he finally actually did recently cave on this this morning. Yeah. He did say he wasn't supportive of it, which, again, just let, bring that up at the debate again, Trump, but let Joe talk, because mm-hmm. that is one issue that will deflate the progressive wing nuts in the base to probably not vote for him yeah yeah i, I mean, mean you know i mean right i mean by the day we're seeing stuff where you know why if you again if you're a progressive voter and you want radical change yeah this ain't your guy well and neither is trump so you might as well just stay home it's a trade-off though because when he pushes away from the radical left yeah he loses those people but he could pick up some people in the middle <sighs> um but you have the other factor of those rabid people on the left want to get rid of Trump. Yeah. So they could be making the lesser of two evil arguments to themselves. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic. But either way, we all know that even even though he opposes it, 
You know who doesn't oppose it? Yeah. Kamala Harris. Yeah, that's true. She does. You know who's going to be president pretty damn quick? Probably Kamala Harris. Yeah. Because that's what I'm saying. Because, you know, okay, I agree with you. Suppose there are those who are like, I'm, I'm a Bernieite. I don't like Trump. I really don't like Biden, but he's a lesser of two evils, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then what do you do? Like, th- th- that delays the radical health care agenda that you want for at least a decade. Yeah. Because who are you going to do? You're not going to, I mean, let's say Biden survives, right? For mm-hmm. You're not gonna, you're gonna you're gonna support a primary challenge against them in four years. No party does that unless it's really bad, like Jimmy Carter bad. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Again, liberals are insane, so you know. Right, it's hard know, try, to rationalize. Trying, yeah, trying to rationalize it on It's there, very so. hard to rationalize their but, train of thought yeah. for sure. Um, but last but not least, a common refrain of attack that that. Biden has been making on the president and the Senate, the GOP Senate, is that what they're doing here in trying to fill the seat is unconstitutional. Mm. Biden has said it multiple times, and uh, even CNN liberal hack Jake Tapper shredded Biden's deputy campaign manager, Kate Bedingfield, who, by the way, Kate Bedingfield's a total and complete moron. Uh, just wanted to get that in there. <laughs> she went on to CNN because she thought that it was going to be a nice, easy interview, right? Oh, yeah. She's going to be yeah. walking on sunshine, yeah. liberals and unicorns and coffee. Kind of like how uh, uh, Pelosi thought that PBS NewsHour was going to be a cakewalk. Oh, yeah. That was funny. Back yep. in the, this last summer. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's take a <laughs> listen, and we'll play this full clip. It's, it's like a, a minute or so, because you deserve to hear this. But he said it's not constitutional what they're doing. How is it not constitutional what they're doing? His point is that the people have an opportunity to weigh in on this constitutional process through their vote. And we are now in the midst of the election. Millions of people have already cast their votes. And you see that the vast majority of people say that they want the person who wins the election on November 3rd to nominate the justice. That's a poll. That's not the Constitution. So by, by trying to... By trying to, that's, that is their, their, there's the constitutional process of advising consent. The American people get to have their say by voting for president, by voting for senators. We are now 23 days from the election. Right, but it's not Again, unconstitutional. Millions of, millions of votes, millions of votes. They're being, voters are being denied their constitutional right to have a say in this process. They when elected the Republicans the Senate. are trying to ram through, are trying to ram through a, a nominee who, by the way, is going to change the makeup of the court. And we see time and time again, poll after poll shows that most Americans vehemently disagree with this. They again, believe again, Kate, that's that a the poll. vote should happen on November 3rd. That's not what the word constitutional means. Cons- constitutional the- doesn't mean I like it, it or I don't like it. It means it's according to the U.S. Constitution. There's nothing unconstitutional about what the U.S. Senate is doing. Hey, Kate, Kate, you got nothing. You ain't gonna be nothing. You don't got the bookkeeper. You don't got nothing in court. You got nothing. You ain't got nothing. You ain't got a thing. She's, I mean, it's really unbelievable. Is she the one that also said that, like, Joe Biden hasn't been tested for coronavirus back, like, in August? That was back, yeah, yeah, Oh, my God. She's, how, she's like the, um, what's his name from the Romney camp? Etch-a-Sketch Man. Yes. Yep. She, but, like, they keep her on. Etch-a-Sketch Man was, like, booted. From well, Eric know, Fernstrom. Eric Fernstrom. I'm surprised that they didn't have notable, uh, notable intelligent member of society Simone Sanders oh, go on TV. Well, because well, it would have been bad. She's terrible too. Yeah. yeah. That whole team, uh, it, it, the whole team is bad, and we're going to talk more in a second about some potential names being floated for his camp uh, cabinet. Oh, I've seen some but, of those names. But Horror God show. help us. Horror show. God help Horror us. Horror show. But first, I want to talk about this Gallup survey. I think I think we mentioned it last week. I can't remember. The weeks are all blending together. It feels like years. Well, <laughs> I have brain fog, so I probably had COVID. COVID brain. COVID brain. So that's some scary, shit, by the way. Yeah, I know. I really? Did you read that? that? Did you yeah. read that Times? Real? I mean, I'm not. It's not like not oh, 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 I left this cup of coffee here. It's like people forgetting how to like, you know, turn on their car. That yeah. type of stuff. So the really, well, really bad. Yeah. Since you brought it up yeah. real quickly on yeah, the yeah, COVID yeah. thing, yeah. that is something that's worrisome is that even people who are having mild cases with very little symptoms, you know, yeah. no hospitalization or need for medication or anything like that, they still seem to be getting some of the long-term damage, Yeah, uh, which is uh, lung damage, mm-hmm. you know, heart damage potentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. the memory issues the memory and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. So 
that's a that's a that's yeah. a big problem. But yeah, yeah. Um, right, but back to anyway, the Gallup survey Gallup. says that fifty six percent of voters say they are now better off than they were four years ago. Oh. Well, Joe Biden was asked why people who feel that way that they're better off today under a Trump administration should change their mind and vote for him. Here's what Biden said. Uh, Gallup reported last week 56% of Americans said that they were better off today than they were four years ago, would have been under the Obama-Biden administration. So why should people who feel that they are better off today under the Trump administration vote for you? Well, if they think that, they probably shouldn't. Well, if they think that, they probably shouldn't. What a closing argument. What a great argument on behalf. You know, that's like, but he's done that before. Remember during the primary, he told them, well, you should go vote for Trump then. Remember that? Well, that's his go yourself line. Um, That's fine. Listen, you know, telling 56% of the country that that you shouldn't vote for him. I mean, okay. Yep. There you go. For those on the fence. You know, the whole thing is just crazy to me. The whole thing is crazy. Yeah. He he does, that's his shtick. And I guess if he wants to do that, good for us. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the debates, though. So there's no debate this week. That's an update from when we were here on, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump made a counteroffer. Biden said no. So there was no there's yeah. no agreement for a debate this week. Well, Not happening. Because the f***ing presidential commission, the commission on debates or the f- that archaic or institution yeah. is, tried to pull a fast one and just say arbitrarily that we're going to do it virtually without consulting the Trump yep. campaign, yep. which is – I mean the whole thing was a fiasco. The twenty second fiasco. The debate on the twenty second is still on, and that moderator made it worse. But yeah, let's talk about the moderator because yeah. that came out after we recorded. Yeah, Steve Scully tweeted to Anthony Scaramucci yeah. for advice yeah. on how to deal with Trump. Yep. Well, that obviously got a lot of attention. Yep. So what did his? Uh, what was his routine here for? Oh, what, the excuse. Was, I was hacked. Sounds kind of like hacked. Joy Reid, yeah, huh? Yeah, it does. And he's used that in, on other occasions where he, he's landed in hot water. So yeah. the funny thing is people actually believe him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you – I mean I, I've watched – because I'm a crazy person. I've, I've, I've watched you know little snippets of Steve Scully when he does the Washington Journal, that early morning show mm-hmm. where people call in. He's not aggressive. He's not – he's a very calm and collected guy. He yeah. is. But the fact that he did this, he was a former intern for the, uh, the Biden uh, – for for Joe Biden, you know, tweeting out the anti-Trump op-ed from the New York Times, I believe it was not Trump ever. Mm-hmm. That one. Yep. Um, it brings into question. It's the reason why Kristen Welker of NBC News, who's going to moderate this third debate, this mm-hmm. upcoming debate, sort of uh, nuked her Twitter account, I believe. Well, she took um, it down so that she could peruse it, yeah. get rid of all the anti-Trump stuff, yeah. and then put it back up. And put it back up. So. You and know, this is just part Scully, of the pattern. Scully wished her good luck, and one of it, when, when his tweets came back. Yeah. Because remember, he he deleted, protected, and now it's back. Yep. So he scrubbed everything. Listen, there's one there's one common denominator with all of these people in the leftist media. Yeah. Is that they hate us. Yes. They hate Trump. Yeah. They hate us. Remember, what's one of Trump's most famous lines? Mm. Oh, they're not they're not they're not after me. They're after you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're not Although, just after. Although I have to admit, Susan Page was not horrible. She wasn't terrible. She had some bad moments, yes. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, like, Chris Wallace really was, like, oh, Super was Bowl bad. champion yeah, yeah, yeah. MVP in of, like, being yeah, in yeah. the debates. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Paige at least, you know. Yeah. Pence was able to get his two cents in. But these these leftist liberals, they hate us. Yes. They want us dead. Yeah. It's not a radical thing to say that, no. and we're going to talk about that in a second. No. But – what has Keith Olbermann want done to Trump and us as his supporters if the Dems win this? Oh, November? he wants to throw us into the gas chambers. Yep, right into Pretty the gas much. chambers. Pretty much. I yep. mean, I mean, the he, gulags. He you wants know. us to be purged. Um, yep. I mean, listen, I don't think we should take too much stock into this. This is a look at me, look at me moment. I mean, Keith Olbermann really isn't relevant anymore. Uh, he has been yeah. relevant since he left MSNBC. In fact, he he probably just should have kept his mouth shut and just stuck to sports because I will say this. When he was at Sports Center in the 90s, Keith Olbermann was actually a damn good sportscaster. He well, was he, f***ing great. He, and then he became political and then all went quit ESPN. Yeah, he burned that bridge. To, and how they came, they brought him back and, and he got all woke. Yeah, and then now he quit again. Oh my god. And he's going to just political commentary. And this this is the quote that he has to say. Yeah. The task is twofold. 
The terrorist Trump must be defeated, must be destroyed, must be devoured at the ballot box. And then he and his enablers and his supporters and his collaborators, the Mike Lees, the William Barrs, the Sean Hannity's, the Mike Pence's, the Rudy Giuliani's, the Kyle Rittenhouse's, and the Amy Coney Barrett's must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society while we try to rebuild it and rebuild the world Trump has nearly destroyed by turning it over to a virus. Yeah, I mean, again, that's like, I mean, at the same token, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like him, but the conservative version <laughs> at times, well, I admit, I admit, listen, there, there's, a, you know, there's two sides of every coin, but that, that's insane. I mean, um, Trump, the, Trump has prop peace to the Middle East. He's been nominated for Nobel Peace Prizes. I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, Keith, first of all, for a person to have those, those types of opinions, you you would think that you would vote, right? Keith Olbermann doesn't vote. He's admitted that. Yeah. He yeah. does not vote. So, I mean, okay. I mean, Here's the thing. And you, cheap and seat commentary for sure. You, <laughs> men you mentioned it. You know, we, we prescribe this as a response. Yeah. Because every significant political escalation of the past two decades yes. has come from the left. Yes. It started Bush v. Gore. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. They hated Bush. Yep. You know, 9-11 unified us for a little bit, yeah. but they still hated Bush. They called him Hitler, too. Remember, mm -hmm. they called him Hitler, right? Yep. That escalated, right? Then the great savior of the world, Obama, comes along, who does nothing but divide the country for years and years and years. He was the great divider. He was yeah. the original divider, to yeah. be honest, right? Then Trump comes along as a uh, byproduct of Obama— Without Obama, Trump doesn't no exist. Trump. Yeah, no Trump. Okay. Yeah. So then they throw what illegal coups. They prosecute. They persecute Trump supporters. Yeah. Right. They well. Then now they're murdering them in the streets. Now they're murdering them in the streets. Yeah, they're murdering them in the streets. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the literally. sham impeachment, the yeah. the twenty four seven media onslaught. Yeah. Every single legitimate huge escalation has come from the yeah. left. We respond in kind, and then we're the bad guys. Yeah. Exactly. And every single bombshell has been wrong, but yeah, no, but we're we're but not. What happened in Denver? Because yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going. I'm going back to that. Yeah. Um. Again, we're not. We're not lying. They are killing us in the streets. We had the first murder in, I believe, Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we have this gentleman who uh, supposedly at the at first. Well, it was, Portland wasn't the first murder. Remember, because there was murders during the riots. That's true. Yes, there was. Yes. Most of which were yeah. were black Americans. Yes. David yes. Dorn, David, et cetera. Yeah, former chief. David then you Dorn. had the execution in Portland, yeah, and this board. this looks like another and execution. This guy, yeah, I mean, this 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 person, this this leftist, just uh, it is a leftist, isn't it? It's an Antifa well, okay, supporter, okay. So right? So the, the the first reports came out that it yeah. was Antifa. Yeah. Then it came out that the this person that that shot the Trump supporter was a, was a private security guard for a local news station. Yeah. However, it turns out that the shooter isn't licensed to be a security guard is in jail for murder yeah and most likely there's a big lawsuit coming against the news station as well yeah good yeah and so. there i mean there's video evidence of the guy whipping out the gun shot this person and uh who, yeah by the way circling back to, what that news station what the f how do you let that happen well the oh my the god news, the news station says they deserve to get sued yes i hope that does happen well there's some interesting legal waters here so first off the news station contracts with a private security firm oh, okay. to provide the services. Right. So technically the legal liability would fall with onto firm, that private security that firm, firm yeah. because they're supposed to make sure that the people are certified, you know, yeah. that they have concealed carry yeah. permits and can be used yeah. in a security And not infiltrated map. by the, you know, the, the Stasi. But it does seem it does seem like this guy yeah. is a leftist. Yeah. Uh, from social media oh, posts yes, and stuff like yes, that. Yeah, so, I remember the social media was pretty interesting. So So it's interesting. We'll we'll follow that story and we'll so, push forward. But but let's not forget yeah. it barely broke into the oh, news. Yeah, because they don't care. It got suffocated with the pillow. Rolls they're reversed. The kill oh my god. This would have been a three 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 week long story. Yep. Yep. Maybe even longer, yep. and they're killing us in the streets. But uh, you know, you, you know, the 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 shade of the uh, political, uh, the liberal media is uh, quite extensive. So, mm -hmm. uh, yep, it's great. You know, listen, they're covering up their murders. So you know, Pretty it's much. it's state sponsored terrorism. Where we got going here. 
Um, yeah, and and hopefully, I mean, if President Trump wins, then we'll be able to crush that. Yeah, if we'll not, have our own state-sponsored terrorism under Trump. No, I'm no, just kidding. No. Oh, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, he's just, just kidding. kidding. <laughs> NSA. Just kidding. Um, hides plastic explosives. But but pillow. the problem is that this is what they truly believe. Yeah. Right. You know, for for the longest time, Schlichter, our good friend Schlichter, has yeah. said they want you dead. Yeah. And this is true at this yeah. point now. You know, the vitriol coming yeah. from the left is just so disgusting. Yeah. Uh, let's do our quick hit segment here. And let's talk about Rona. What, what else? Well, do you I was just saying, and like you know, I, I know like you know, liberals are a bunch of cookie pusses usually. Uh, the ones leading the party and whatnot. Is that an actual term? Because you used that in in a uh, piece the other day, and I was like, I've never heard that term. Okay, in my fine. Life. The in the party. Okay, yeah, that's cookie, more yeah. fair. Yeah, cookie what, puss. Is is that a real phrase? Yeah. Or you just made that up? Uh, no, I've heard it before. Uh, my, my my old my old coach used to say it. Okay, okay. At I least think, if I, someone I, else has said it. I before, think it was sanitized. You think heavily. he made it up? Yeah, but it was uh, you know well uh, the the thought leaders yes are probably weenies, but yeah. the but the the insane the foot soldiers that they quasi endorse. Well, actually, I shouldn't say quasi because they're now openly they endorse, endorse, they're yeah. now openly endorse them. They're they're just as as they're they're insane. So they mm-hmm. would totally come to your house and shoot you. Uh, like an IRA flying squad, uh, so oh you got God. you got you got you got to be <laughs> the on the references today. <laughs> you got to be on you got to be on the lookout. So uh, watch yeah. watch your neighbors. You know, as as the as the Hutu used to say to their to their people. You know, watch your neighbors for the. I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> but, a bad joke. Bad joke. <laughs> well, but but it's it's you know in ways it's it is yeah. similar yeah. to that. You know, we're sitting on a powder keg here. Yeah, a lot of people don't want to talk about the possibility of yeah. you know. It doesn't necessarily need to be a hot civil yeah. war as if, you know, we're lining up oh, in a battlefield yeah, yeah. against each other. Exactly, that's yeah. not how not it like would happen. Not like Battle of Chancellorsville. You but, know, that's uh, not how it would happen. So, yeah. But yeah. real quickly, buy guns, buy ammo. Yeah. I know it's expensive, but at least have something to yeah. protect yourself. Okay, yeah, quick hit yeah. segment here. COVID. The WHO, the good old China Health yeah. Organization. You know what they say? They just completely changed their oh, position. Yeah. No more lockdowns. Yeah, lockdowns are a it bad might idea. Be, it might be a bad idea. Yeah, how well, about that? gee, willikers. Right? And then you wrote this morning about this. Tell us what did oh uh, what God. did Dr. Fauci say? Doctor, well, first of all, you, you th- I mean, his, his credibility and trust balance hit zero months ago when yeah. he said that New York was the state that did it right regarding mm-hmm. fighting COVID, right? You know, mm-hmm. the new, you know King Death up there, uh, Cuomo. Death, death, killer Cuomo, right? Mm-hmm. Then he gets on... The Jake Tapper this week, and uh, there was a study saying that, that deaths were 20% higher in, in the United States between the, the months of March and August. Mm-hmm. I wonder why, Storm, right? Can yeah. you figure out what event happened, right? Hmm. Tapper thinks that we're undercounting COVID deaths. If anything, we're overcounting, but whatever. And then Fauci's like, you know, could possibly be the case because I can't think of any reason why there would be excess deaths in that period. I don't know. Maybe people yeah. who have lost their businesses, have families to feed, have bills to pay. The, the burden is getting so much. The suicide hotlines are being overloaded. Drug use is going up. People getting beaten to death by their significant others because domestic, domestic abuse has gone through the roof as well. You know, I, people would risk infection then risk having the business that they have built or the business that they inherited from generations of family, you mm-hmm. know, go down the toilet. So, Yeah. I can think of a multitude of reasons of why deaths would be higher. In Doctor Falky, Fauci, excuse me, Falky, Falky, Falky. Yeah, I, I can, mean, what the? F- I can't say anything better than that. But you know what? The other interesting thing is, do you notice how everybody that got it from that super spreader has recovered? I know that term needs to be banned. I know. I hear it way that too much. That term, same thing with charts at these SCOTUS hearings. They got to be banned too. There's cardboard people mm-hmm. all over the place with this Amy Coney Barrett. But yes, that but you know what gave yes. me confidence yeah. as a fat American, you know, us good old fat Americans, <laughs> that that so, fat guy Chris Christie went into the hospital and he beat that. He's so, now immune. and he has asthma. So yeah. if Chris Christie can beat it, I'm good. And they gave me more confidence. They gave. You know, I walk um, into Yankee Stadium right now with sixty thousand people. I will do it. Open up the stadiums. Yeah, he took uh, what was the antibiotic? Took? Regeneron. Regeneron. That's what Trump had. Yeah. Which, which. Uh, well, we're going to talk about his rally in a second. Yeah. He looked like a brand new man. Oh, he looked night. great. He looked like he had more he energy great. than he did in 2016. And we're going to talk about that. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. 
real quickly, uh, you know who uh, Joe Biden is reportedly considering for attorney general? Uh, I think I mentioned him a couple minutes ago. Andrew Cuomo. Yes. Uh, grandma killer himself. Yeah. So That should be interesting. He'll be named, uh, should we call him, because of his policy, um, if he becomes AG, Joseph, Joseph Mengele of oh, the, uh, the DOJ. <laughs> Jumping you right know? to the Hitler everybody, Yeah, I know. Everybody, so, everybody. Oh, I have this great plan to fight new pandemics. We'll build these great hubs and put everybody in there, and those who die die, and those who leave can leave. That's great. someone tweeted. That's well, at least he's policy. not. At least he's not thinking of him for health and human services. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but even th- but even then, that's going to come up at an AG hearing. Yeah. Did you I mean, kill thousands of old people with well, your notice, stupid ass policy? Notice how they're trying to hide it. I know. You know? Uh, and, and I can't wait until November fifth when they release that internal investigation at yeah. East Lady. You know it's going to be bull. The whole thing is so corrupt, yeah. and, and they have so much blood on their hands. It's it's really unbelievable. But Documents we, are being shredded right now. I'm sure, sorry. I mean, sure. New York, that state, with his grasp on 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 Albany, like there's no way that people are that those documents, those incriminating pieces, have been shredded already. Well, we could talk about uh, for hours we about could. how the well, blue states in the Northeast messed up the entire oh, initial response to the pandemic. Terrible. They get a pass on it by the yeah. media. Cuomo, yeah. Phil Murphy from New Phil Jersey, Murphy, Wolf from Pennsylvania. They all get lionized yeah. by the liberal media, and they did a horrible job, and they're and responsible for a add, lot of death. Yes, and to add insult to injury, they want f***ing money from us. They want a bailout. Oh, they, the bailout. They yeah. want the f***ing bailout, which is holding up the COVID relief bill package. Well, let's talk about the relief bill, because yeah. we made a very, very generous counteroffer. Oh very yeah. generous. They went up to one point eight trillion. Yes. Okay? Yes. Democrats said no. Yeah. What more do you want? Exactly. And like I mentioned before with Pelosi's meltdown on PBS, you know, Judy Woodruff pointed out two things. One, Republicans said they were going to extend unemployment benefits. They said that that we would be flexible in spending, as evidenced by the one point eight trillion price tag. Right? Mm-hmm. There, are, there's there were, there was money already allocated for food and school programs. There's money from two of the previous COVID bills that have yet to be allocated. There's tons of cash and relief that could come through, but we're not going to do it because, A, it's a legislative victory for Trump, and Pelosi doesn't want that, and Schumer doesn't want it because it's going to help the Republicans keep the Senate. Yep, exactly. I mean, you can't get – and then we're to blame for nuking the negotiations. No. Those two never wanted to deal to begin with. They didn't want to give the president a win, and this is why, you know, when people lose faith in our institutions, this is why. Yep. This well, is why. you know the way to get a, a COVID relief package? Elect Republicans. Elect Republicans, yeah. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. So good segue, state of the race here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the state of the race. Obviously, we talked about the Gallup poll that says 56% of Americans believe they're better off today than four years ago, even in the middle of a pandemic, which I find very interesting. The economy's rebounding significantly. We're getting great data points on the economy. We're going to have a massive GDP report before the election, actually five days before the election, which looks to be upward of 35% growth on an annualized basis. So all that being said, you have massive amounts of data points and yeah. metrics pointing towards yeah. a President Trump re-election. Yes. Including the fact that no incumbent who has received at least 75% of the primary vote has ever lost re-election. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump received 94% of the primary vote, which is the fourth highest all-time, higher than Eisenhower, Nixon, Clinton, and Obama, had massive support and, interestingly enough, outperformed each of the GOP primary polls that were taken this year. They were sporadic, but he outperformed them by five to eight points on average, okay? So you've wrote a lot recently about why the polls are bull. Yes. So give me kind of an overall synopsis of that. Overall synopsis is that, okay, let's let's, let's go – let's rehash everything. They're oversampling suburban Republicans who are hostile to Trump. They're oversampling people with college degrees. They're oversampling Democrats. They are not accounting for the fact that – a new poll from Democracy Institute projects that there'll be one million fewer youth voters, mm-hmm. young voters, which th- totally throws off the uh, the sample. I believe what was it Survey USA? That poll, sixty two percent of the respondents were college educated or had some level of college. That's not accurate at all. Yeah. Of of of, of the um, the electorate, you know, we had polls taken with between the end, like the tail end of September into the first week of October. That came up with completely different results. We have Biden up 12 in a Fox News poll, but what, Global Strategy Partners or whatever the firm, it's like he's only up five. 
Yeah. You know, what's going on here? What's going on? The, 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 the key thing, and, and I'm sure our listeners know this, is the, they know that the enthusiasm gap is real. It's significant. And every single president who has held the edge in the enthusiasm gap since 1988 has won, and Trump holds that by at least at least 20 points. Yeah. So in terms of the Senate, you know, in terms – you know, we talk about Joe Biden's 36-year term in the Senate. Well, there's a problem there. History has shown that no senator who has served more than 15 years has ever won the presidency. That's correct. Um, now, as a sidebar, you know, I, I did not know this. Usually I thought that a bad economy would mean economic death for a – political death for an administration, right? I mean it happened to Bush 41, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there was an economic downturn and, and Bill Clinton beat him like a drum in 92. But – and, you know, we have a great economy to our back now. And we have a united base now with the Amy Coney Barrett hearings. So um, enthusiasm, bad sampling. I, well, here's the thing. I mean, honestly, reason, I mean, how how is it that John James is now within one of right. Gary Peters, but Biden's ahead by was it seventeen in that CNN poll? Was it seventeen? Yeah, well, in the same poll, you know what I'm trying to say? It's, it doesn't poll, make any sense. In the same poll that John James is only down one point, Trump's losing by eight. Makes no sense. No sense. But. The reason I bring this up is because yeah, that's what I meant. you Sorry. have all these data points that we just talked about, right? Mm-hmm. You have the anecdotal feelings and reports coming in from all over the country of yeah. massive Trump support. You have Trump's rally last night where he brought out an estimated 50,000 people. You had 50 million people listen to oh, his Rush. virtual yeah, radio rally with Rush. Yeah. Oh, okay. and I forgot about another thing. The shy Trump vote from the Democracy, Democracy Institute, their data point on that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's real. It's larger. Trump Democrats are going to be a larger share of the electorate this year. Mm-hmm. And the black urban women are most likely to fall into the category of the shy Trump voter. Yeah. Well, that, let's talk. That's huge. That means for like Kim Klaychik in Baltimore. Well, she's not going to win. But. I mean, news. I'd love if she yeah. would. Not going to happen. She'll be, but she'll be but, in a better position. But in places like, like yeah. Georgia, oh yes, that can yeah. play a key role in the election. Yeah. But let's take a listen to what a local reporter in Arizona had to say about the first time that Biden and Harris campaigned together, but yet drew no crowd. Take a listen. We're right outside of the Heard Museum where Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and their motorcade arrived at about 1 o'clock this afternoon. They are meeting with several tribal leaders here at the Heard Museum. And uh, not a lot of fanfare out here. There's really not much to see. Um, I'll step out of the way, but it's kind of boring out here. So it's not your typical presidential campaign event. We don't see people rallying outside. We don't see um, signs or really much of what's going on. On the flip side, you have the president who is back in action and in full action. Last night, he was on a roll. I mean, the energy he had last night, I was shocked. I was. Yeah. He had more energy than me. Yeah. This guy was just released from the hospital a week ago. Had more energy than, than me. Dancing the village people. Yeah, he was <laughs> dancing YMCA. He, but here's a clip of, of of saying you know that he's immune now and what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. I'll walk in there. I'll kiss everyone in that audience. I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women and them. Everybody, I'll just give you a big fat kiss. He's got his humor, I mean, that's for sure. Dr. Fauci begrudgingly admitted with Jake Tapper in that same interview that, yeah, Trump is, like, virtually immune. He did. I mean, and one of the big, but the biggest applause line of the night uh, was when he was talking about our constitutional rights. Yeah. Take a listen to that. We will uphold religious liberty, free speech, and the right to keep and bear arms, your Second Amendment. Every single time he says, yeah. keep and bear arms, yeah. the crowds all go nuts. Yep. This week he has a jam-packed schedule. Tonight he will be in Johnstown, Pennsylvania for a rally. On Wednesday he'll be in Des Moines, Iowa for a rally. On Thursday for a get-out—that's uh, get-out-the-vote in Iowa, by the way. On Thursday he will be in Greenville, North Carolina. On Friday, two stops in Ocala, Florida and Macon, Georgia. 
this guy is on a roll. Yes, he's and back. So that, so that br- I wanted to get that detail in. It brings me back to the original point of why I brought up this this juxtaposition between all of the intrinsic data points we have, the anecdotal data points that we have, the feeling of enthusiasm on our side, and the overall feeling that that we have that Trump's going to win. And when people asked in polls who they think Trump who they think is going to win. They say Trump, mm-hmm. which by far is a more indicative answer of usually the election result. Put that up against all these polls that we're seeing that tell us there is no mathematical yeah. way for Trump to win. Yeah. So you have two completely opposite narratives. One's going to be right. Yeah. Who's going to be right in this well, situation? we're going to be right. I mean, I hope and so. And even if we're not right, someone's going to be say wrong. we're going to be right. <laughs> I mean, someone's going to be really yeah, wrong. It's probably going to be the liberal media again. I hope it's gonna be them, yeah. but if know, not, though, we're we're in the hurt box. I've just never. It's gonna seen, be bad if we're wrong. It's gonna be bad. I've just bad. never seen such a uh, divergence, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we had these some some Hillary polls where they like jumped out to like you know Hillary plus fourteen, yeah. but you're seeing consistently now these polls come out that are just saying 12, 12, 14, 17, 16, 15, right? But if you look at the battleground average, it's a lot. Closer. It's pretty much the same as it was in 2016. Yeah, it's a lot closer. So are they padding the national to make themselves feel better? Well, are I, they? Yeah, I mean, they are avoiding. They are avoiding rural Republicans and they're avo- they're avoiding Trump Democrats. Mm-hmm. So there's whole swaths of the country that they're not polling. Yeah. I mean, again, I think, and we 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 talked about this in 16. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 getting the Acela Corridor, the left coast, and like parts of New England. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, you can't, you can't. Yeah. I mean, fine. I mean, I know it's going to be arduous. I know it's tedious. I know it, it takes a long time, but rather take the extra week or two to get a proper sample mm-hmm. and, and get enough rural voters in your poll. Yeah. Then not. And also, let's not forget, people are are suspicious of these of these of these of these polls now in terms of being mm-hmm. you know called upon. They're afraid of their anonymity. I hear people are lying a lot. Oh too. yeah, about yeah. about ten point eight. I think over ten percent of respondents are, say like they admit that like no, they're not really they're they're being they're not being tr- forthcoming regarding yeah uh, their answers. So yeah. that whole throws the whole thing out of whack. All right, There's well, a I lot wanna... of things that 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 have upset the polling sample, and I think people need to really just look at the cross tabs more carefully nowadays. It really is sad. I want to run guns. through these toss up states and get your opinions. Yeah, on this. Okay. we're going to do this. Let's lightning. do it. We're Let's do it. Lightning, lightning round. round. Lightning. Florida. I think we both agree. Trump wins. Win. Okay. Uh, I'm not even entertaining Texas and Georgia. Yeah. That's stupid. Yep. North Carolina. If we win Florida, we're going to win North Carolina. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll save the Rust Belt for last. Yep. Not entertaining Iowa either. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Okay. Stupid. Uh, Nevada I is think, an interesting case. Yeah, it is, but I think Biden ekes out a win there. Okay. I actually think it's going to be razor thin, possible recount. Keep an eye on okay. that state. Arizona. Arizona, Trump ekes out a win. Hold. That's a hold for a win. us. Okay. Uh, by three, I would say. Okay. Uh, let, me, let me mark up this map here because yeah, I want to see mark, what we end up getting that, to. Mark them up. Mark them up. Uh, let's see. Mark them up. We're going to keep Arizona. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep Iowa. Uh, I don't think oh. we should entertain Ohio either. I no, think that's safe Trump. I think Trump. that's safe Trump. Okay. Uh, oh, the ind- baby. The independent congressional districts, which we won last time, Maine yeah. 2 and Nebraska 2, I think hold the same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then so that here leaves we go. us. We're at 260 now for Trump. We're at 260. For Biden. Yep. Okay. Pennsylvania. I think he wins Pennsylvania. I also think Trump wins Pennsylvania. I think he wins Pennsylvania. And not only does he win Pennsylvania, he wins by a larger margin yeah. than last time. I would say what, what, what he won it by what? 70,000 votes the state? He won it by a bow uh okay. he won it by almost 3 quarters of a percentage point. Okay. 0.72. So, but it was 45,000 votes. 45, okay, so he'll win it by I think close to 90,000. Yeah. Okay. okay. I I'm thinking over a percent. He okay. wins by over a clear yep. percent. Um, All right, so that's it. He won the election. Trump well, is president. Eight, but I do want to get your opinion on a few yeah. others here. Michigan. Close. I think that's pure toss-up at this point. I think I'm going to be uh, – that. that's one of my states I'm following among the many counties. Mm-hmm. The one I'm following especially is will be would be Wayne, mm-hmm. which is Detroit. And if things are not good in Detroit like they were for Clinton, mm-hmm. it could be a good sign for us. Wisconsin. 
Michigan, I think, is a pure toss-up at yeah, this point. Yeah, toss-up. Wisconsin? Wisconsin? I think Wisconsin's a toss-up. I think the whole Kenosha riots put things out of whack. Here's what I right? think. He's going to win Wisconsin again, which would be a hold. And I think he'll take Minnesota then. Because if you look at the if early he, voting numbers yeah. in Wisconsin right yeah. now, so bad for Democrats. Yeah. Honestly, could not be worse. Yeah. In in Wakausha County, I'm not sure if that's exactly how you say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's a key county right In Wakausha, there. he is running up the score. Yeah. Young people are not voting. Yeah. So I think that's Trump. Okay. And then you I've, mentioned Minnesota. I think, I think we win Minnesota, but we win it by less than two points. Oh, it'll be razor thin. Razor, razor thin. thin. Razor thin. But I think if we win, if we win Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and remember Trump barely lost Minnesota. Yeah. In sixteen to Clinton. Yep. I think we take so put Minnesota in the uh, that that's gonna be my. You're wild gonna card. put it into the lean. Okay. Yeah. Three sixteen, baby. I think it's very close. A state that you mentioned last night that I could conceivably see. New Hampshire? New Hampshire. Yeah, I yep. think New Hampshire can go there. So keep an eye on that yeah. too. Okay, that's where we are. The Senate, uh, we'll run through the Senate again next week. But the way things have been trending in the Senate, the GOP has have, had some dominating debate performances in yeah. the Senate races. You have yeah. the scandal with Cal Cunningham. Yeah, Cal Cunningham, yeah. Yeah, he's doing a lot of that. <laughs> Um, Mike, you probably have to edit that out. No, no, no. Leave that in because that's a known fact now. He had sex with a wounded warrior's wife in his his own bed in his house that his wife and kids sleep in. Totally disgusting behavior. And he deserves to be not only sent to the ash heap of history and lose this election, but he deserves to be court martialed. Definitely a lot of uh, that operation. Oh, my God. All right. Now, of course, you got to take the (laughs) 7,000. All right. Uh, we will be back here on Thursday for another episode of Triggered. We'll have a lot to talk about. Hopefully it'll be after the hearings have wrapped up this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday night, I believe, the president's uh, having a rally. Uh, so that'll be an interesting one. Yep. Um, of course, feel free to email us anything you want us to talk about, any questions you may have, triggered at townhall.com. Give us your five-star ratings and reviews. We appreciate every single one of you that do so. Yes. And we will be back here on Thursday with another episode of Trigger. See you then. Oh,